Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where the fail was. Welcome to 42. Nice. <laughs> Wait, is it really 42? Yeah, welcome to episode 42. 42. We run into the nicest and most respectful people eight out of ten times on the road. However. Those two people. Some. Are the worst ever. <laughs> <laughs> some of them need a reminder about campground or boondocking etiquette. How to act. <laughs> How to be a human being. <laughs> <laughs> How to clean up after yourself. Yep, exactly. All right, let's get started. Oh, wait. First, make sure you're following us at The Fayolas on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want the show notes of this episode, you can find those at thefayolas.com slash 42. <laughs> Thank you, Lexi. You can also get our emails at thefayolas.com slash email easy enough all right let's get to the list we've made a list of things that we've seen and heard in our almost three years on the road three years can you believe it all right so girls this is kind of a boring one for you so you guys could probably step away but before you do what is one thing that drives you crazy about people on the road that kids that we need don't say excuse me when they burp <laughs> <laughs> Ah, rude kids. Okay. We didn't have that on our list. No, we did not. Good one. And me. Okay, do you. Go. That Some... people don't um, pick up after themselves. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. That is on our list, so. Good one. Okay, cool. Come back later. We have a can't miss. Okay, I've divided this list up into three sections. RV and boondocking. Or just kidding. RV campgrounds and boondocking. RV campgrounds and boondocking. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Sure. Okay. <laughs> the RV campground and boondocking can like be things that you should do at both places. Think of it as a Venn diagram. <laughs> exactly. This is the middle. Yep. <laughs> Good job, teacher. Similarities. All right. So. So RV and campground boondocking. Number one. If you have the opportunity and availability, don't camp right next to someone else. Yes. Some campgrounds allow you to pick your spot. And if there's like a whole bunch of spots in a row, don't pick the spot right next to somebody already camping. Uh, And this works in boondocking more than regular campgrounds, probably. In campgrounds, uh, a lot of times the campground will tell you where to go. So in those cases, obviously, you can't pick um, or if you get to pick your spot, normally it's, you know, it's not common to go into a campground and see a lot of spots open. Uh, however, at this campground we have, this row's been empty a few times and the people just come in and park right next to each other. Yep. Um, so sometimes just give space to people. Obviously there's exceptions, you know, yep. for whatever shade or openness or whatever. Um, but I would say we got a taste of that. Literally the second time we ever went camping in our RV. 
Is this boondocking? In Michigan. No, in a campground. Oh, in a campground. Okay. We picked out, like, the perfect site, and we were there for, I think, a week. Remember that was at a... We pulled in, set up. There was nobody around, and there was a ton of open sites. Did you name... Yeah. The campground that should not be I'll named. beep it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, the next day, or the next morning, somebody came in and skipped the other 10 sites that were open in the same row, and they parked right next to us, and they were not good neighbors. Like, their awning was, like, almost touching our slide, and they parked their golf cart right under us, and, like, yeah. it was awful. That was the first time we ever had that happen, and, and it was our almost our first time ever being out at yeah. a campground. So if you have the opportunity in a, camp, in a campground, pick a different spot. And this goes for boondocking more than campgrounds, yeah. I think. And boondocking, you get... Most of the time. I mean, I say that because a lot of times now they're changing it to specific spots. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, you can pretty much camp anywhere you want yeah. <laughs> in an area. Don't camp right next to somebody. I don't think we've ever really had that happen where it was, like, too close. But I've seen it a lot. Oh, yeah. You you know, you'll see somebody pull in and just, like, invade somebody else's site. Mm-hmm. Especially if they got dogs and kids and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, we try to be as far away from people yeah. as possible. I mean, that's the whole point of boondocking, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we, we love our we love having people around and stuff, but we don't like to have next-door neighbors. We don't like to hear them snoring. No. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, give people space. Number two, clean up after your dog. This is a big one. We have two dogs. We've always had two dogs, and at, at one point we had three dogs. Yep. And we clean up after them as well as possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we're if we're boondocking in the woods, we don't let them go to the bathroom right outside or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll take them for a walk. You know, they'll go in the woods and we don't clean it up. Not if they're out off the trail. Yeah. If they're, like, if they're out running around, we're not going to go, like, in a pile of weeds and try to find. No. Nope. <laughs> find where but they But if it's went, an but... area... For example, uh, when we were boondocking in the Tetons, we had a nice open area right behind our RV, and the dogs would go to the bathroom there, and I would still pick up after them, because Mm -hmm. I know when we leave, that open area is probably going to be where somebody puts their tent. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, somebody that's still an active area. It's not like tall grass or woods or anything. But there were some woods back there, and if they ran into those woods, we probably wouldn't do that. And we don't expect other people to do that as well. Um, but we've been to plenty of campsites where there's yeah. dog poop everywhere. Yes, and it's disgusting. Yep. So clean up after your dog. And, by the way, do it when you go on the beach and in the park and all of those places because that's why we can't take our dogs anywhere because yep. of dirty people yep. <laughs> with their dirty dogs. Especially on beaches because um, – you know, it's very, very hard when we're traveling across the country to get to take our dogs to beaches. Dog-friendly beaches. Yeah, they're very, very limited. Yeah, so especially like in Florida, like there was only a few spots we yeah. could take our dogs. Um, I don't think you can on Daytona, right? No. Yeah. So like Daytona Beach is amazing. Even though some, a lot of people did. And we can't even take our dogs on it. So uh, start cleaning up after your dogs. Make sure. And most... Most people do, um, for the for the most part, <laughs> they do. Yeah, um, I would say. Uh, so this this you probably if you're listening to this podcast, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you're a good person and you clean up after your dogs. Keep your dogs 
as quiet as possible. (laughs) (laughs) I say this because we were those people one time. Yeah. With the noisy dog. Mom, if you're listening, (laughs) it's your fault. (laughs) It was a one time. Wasn't our dog. Mm -mm. But. It was something we had to do. Um, We had to leave my parents' dog at our house. And we had to go do this. Um, We had tickets to go to Wonder. No, it was the. It was Wonderworks. And well, did we do iFly the same day? No, I don't think so. Oh. No, one day we did not put him in. So one day we didn't put him in a crate. Oh, we yeah, just yeah, let yeah. him roam around and he was perfect. He didn't bark. Yeah. Um, well, we don't think he did. Nobody told us at least that he did. Um, the second day, however, we did put him in a crate and he did not like the crate. He's not a crated dog. And so he. Um, that was new territory for him and he was not happy. Yeah. And he barked apparently the entire time. And now, I think we were gone like, I would say between <laughs> four and five hours. Yes. And uh, when we left, he was barking, and we figured, you know, he'll probably calm down in a few minutes. Uh, well, when we pulled in, he was <laughs> still, <laughs> still barking. barking. And then the next day, Tony uh, talked to a neighbor. A neighbor who had already made friends with and all that. And he came over to tell me that he wasn't complaining, <laughs> but <laughs> he said this, that whatever dog was here barked constantly and let's just um clarify this real quick so he was a neighbor but he wasn't right next to us we actually did not have a neighbor right next to us yeah and it was during the day um like it was like you know day hours it wasn't early in the morning it wasn't late at night so we weren't too concerned if he barked a little bit yeah but still having a barking dog the entire time is super annoying and i'm very thankful that nobody reported us yeah um but yeah Try not to do that. We've had our fair share of barky neighbors. Oh, yes. We, for the most part, we deal with it anyways, but. Yeah, we camped at a dog show once. Yeah. (laughs) Worst thing ever. Worst (laughs) thing ever. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, that was a karma. That was a karma. Of Brody? Yeah. (laughs) Good old Brode, Brode. All right. Next one. Oh, this, um, so keeping your dogs quiet. This also goes like when you're walking around, um, you know, uh, like taking them for a walk to go to the bathroom or whatever. Don't let them sit there and bark at everyone. You know, our dogs will bark at people sometimes and we instantly quiet them down. But some people will just like let their dog bark. <laughs> Talk <they're> over them. <laughs> talking over them. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Um, tell your dog to sit and be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Keep your music or outdoor TV at like reasonable level. Yes, for the place that you're in. Now, if you're in the middle of nowhere or if you're like at a party or if you're at, um, what's that place in the desert? <laughs> Burning Man. Yeah, then obviously you can be as loud as you want. But, you know, if you're in the middle of the Teton boondocking spot and people are out like sitting in their chairs, taking in the peaceful mountain, yeah, don't watch... Freddy Cougar or something on your outdoor television. That was very random. Yeah. Don't be watching. Some... I was thinking like a war movie or something. Yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> like watch, like What's Rambo. That? Saving Private Ryan yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Be respectful of and the people around you. And the best way to think about it is, do you want to hear that if you were your neighbor? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some of you do, but... Uh, Even at a campground, like there's, yeah. we've been at plenty of campgrounds where our neighbor uh, obviously has a, you know, TV or something in their bedroom slide that's near next to us. 
and uh, they couldn't hear it very well. So yeah, they, <laughs> we hear it all. We and did. Honestly, we. I will say that it is hard when you're inside of an RV, like to realize how loud you are. There's so many times Tony will come in and be like, "You guys, I can hear you yeah. all the way down yeah. the campground." So we. This is the one that we fail on probably the most is um, our loudness. Especially As when you, you have the, like the AC going because yeah. that's loud by itself when you're inside. And then you have to turn everything up to hear it over the ACs and the fans and all that stuff. So, And you can tell I'm not a quiet person. Yeah. So <laughs> when I have to raise my voice, <laughs> it gets even louder. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's been a lot of times that we've watched TV and I'm sure people outside could hear us. Um but just try to be conscious of that <laughs> <laughs> and make sure your noise is at a reasonable level. Yeah. Now, also, like, if you're outside and you're playing around your campsite and it's in the middle of the day, like, you can absolutely listen to music. This is not, like, I'm not trying to be your grandma <laughs> and tell you to turn down your radio. I don't really care. And to be honest, we actually have zero problems with noise. Yeah. The entire time, three years, we've had no problems with noise and other people. We have had noisy neighbors and noisy areas and all of those things, but they did not bother us yeah. at all. So while while we're saying not to do these things, they, they actually have never bothered us. Um, however, just be... Just be respectful of, of what other people may think. Totally. But have fun. Still have fun. <laughs> you absolutely can watch TV outside. And like the screens, you know, when yeah, they like do. Yeah, like the projectors and yeah, stuff. Yeah, do that. Totally do that. Just, you know, don't do it maybe, I don't know, I guess. On a Tuesday night uh, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> a lot of people are vacationing. I guess you just have to be aware of your surroundings you know if other people are outside and or if you're having, gonna do it don't do it every single night yeah yeah or don't just don't do it very loud just keep it to your little area as what best as possible number five this is the one that really burns me oh my gosh i have thought about like electrical wire can we do that <laughs> i want to try that someday like booby traps. or like <laughs> dig a hole and like cover it put spikes in yeah, it. Yeah, with spikes in the bottom <laughs> and then leaves over the top. Yeah. Sweet. And that is don't walk through people's campsites. Period. Yep. Don't even walk through an empty campsite that you don't know for sure it's empty. Like it could be a van site where they've left for the day. So just like if you can walk through empty sites, if you know for a fact they're empty. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't know for a fact they're empty, do not walk through the site. Like, make this your number one priority in life. Yeah. <laughs> As an RVer. And um, I would, I'll say, like, just my observation for our, from our own site and other people's sites, adults are almost worse than kids with this. Yes. Oh, the adults are probably worse than kids, I think, for sure. Yeah, I don't. Like, I, I've been out um, cooking on my Blackstone, and I had a guy, adult, probably dad or whatever, mm -hmm. carried a trash bag right through our campsite to get to the dumpster. He could have probably went two sites over where it was empty, or and, like just walked around. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, that's something I honest, never ever do. To be honest, I don't think a kid has ever done it. I think it's no, always we've been, had kids. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen a kid. Just recently, actually, when we were in Newport, because we had that. There's a trail that went from oh, our yes, campsite. Oh, yes, those kids ran through our yard yeah. with guns. Yeah. They were actually our kids' friends, though. But Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why I said don't kill them. Oh. <laughs> They're our girls' friends. But they weren't playing at the time. They just happened no. to be outside. The, kid, the other kids just were outside, apparently. 
No. But yeah, I, there's that's something that that really bugs me. Like I've seen it happen. People are out enjoying a campfire, and somebody walks from the site behind them through to the road or rides their bike through. Like, just don't do that. Well, the best story is the one that happened in, I think it was Orlando. But we had a guy that kept coming out of his RV, walking around to our side, and walking his dog in our little camp area. (laughs) Was that Orlando? Yeah. I think so. Um, And just so you know, it's not like you have a ton of space. Like, when you walk out your door, that's your area. On the other side of the RV is not your area. Yeah. And where we're at right now is not a campsite on the other side of us. Yeah, so we're like at the end of a row. So Tony has been taking the dogs over there. And I actually just told him, because Freya, the puppy, is getting very used to it. Like, she instantly walks over there now. And I'm like, you need to make sure that that stops if we actually have a campsite over there. Yeah. But yeah, that guy kept coming over, walking their dog. I actually had Tony go out and move our rug and our tent to the spot because he kept yeah. doing it. And I'm like... Come on, dude. That's like, yeah. at one point, his dog was touching our, like, his dog had walked over and touched our um, stairs to come down. Our, <laughs> yeah. Like, was smelling our, our, smelling our stairs. Like, what in the world? Um, so, don't do that. Stay out of people's area. I know, like, you know, I, I see the people that, like, put out the little Twinkie lights all the way around their site. And I think it's just to look good and cute, which is what I want to do it for. Um, but it's probably just to kind of give people an idea, too. Yeah. This is, like, my yard. My territory. <laughs> Stay out of it. Um, but it's funny because our dogs will be laying outside, and they'll just, like, walk through. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wish I could be like, if my dog bites you, it's not my fault, right? Can we put signs out? <laughs> beware of dog. <laughs> no, you can do that. If you have a beware of dog sign, I'm sure you'll get kicked out of the campground. Yeah. But, yep. um, but anyways, six. Six and seven kind of go together. Keep your campsite clutter cleaned up as much as possible or avoid campsite clutter mm-hmm. don't have your stuff everywhere uh and this works for boondocking and campgrounds you know if you are um boondocking you may think that you have a little extra space because <laughs> you're <laughs> camping in the middle of nowhere and you pull up and you load everything out and everything is just spread out um don't do that because you know, think about the people that are like next door to you that want to take a picture and then you look like they're next to a homeless person or something. Um, try to keep it looking decent. And this goes, I mean, I actually have this problem more in campgrounds, you know, our kids with their bikes, they ride their bikes and they come back unless they're not listening. (laughs) They're supposed to put their bikes next to the, the RV, you know, straightened up. We try to keep things as straightened up as possible. Tony keeps his grill cleaned up as much as possible yeah, with covered. the grill cover on it. Um, we don't have trash laying all over. You know, now I will say there was like a couple places that we were kind of in a cove. When we were in Newport, we had this kind of like spot to ourselves. And like there was woods on one side of us and on the other side, obviously we didn't go over there. And so we were in this little area. And at one point we did have like our our rug out there. So we had the rug out there and the bed out there, and it looked kind of sloppy. But nobody could see it from outside of their area. Yeah, we were – all that stuff was – Secluded. Yeah, it was on the other side of the RV where nobody could see it. And it was only out there for maybe a day. Yeah, for sure. But I I kept looking out my window like, gosh, we look so bad right now. So just kind of keep your area cleaned up, you know, straightened up. Keep your stuff 
not spread out. And also if you're in a campground, don't like invade in other people's spots with Mm -hmm. your stuff. Don't let your kayaks start floating over Mm -hmm. into other people's area. Um, you know, or your picnic table. Yeah, I've or seen whatever. bikes and yeah, mm-hmm. pic- pool noodles and all that stuff. Yeah, floats. And it's one thing if it blows, like I get that, but just don't let it. Still, if it's blowing around, it's time to wrangle it. Yeah, and put it away. <laughs> true, true. Yep, I agree. Number eight: Be respectful of people sleeping. Yeah, if you're an early bird or a night owl or leaving at night or whatever. Hmm. Don't pack up and, like, make a lot of noise. This is, you know, especially at night and boondocking, you know, don't mm-hmm. don't be, like, running your diesel outside well, somebody's I would say window. <laughs> for us, the one thing that I've had happen on several occasions, especially um, in, like, back-end sites that butt up at the rear, um, we were in Arizona one day, and uh, this guy got up super early. It was their leave day, move day, and he had diesel, big diesel Class A. And he fired that baby up at like 6.45 to warm it up. And it ran for a half hour. Yeah. And the back of his Class A was at the back of ours, where our bedroom is. And um, I, you know, we're kind of early risers anyways, like 7-ish, 7.30. But then it started like filling our house with diesel fumes. <laughs> and it was loud, you know, they're loud in general, but. Yeah. Yeah, if he would have fired up and let it run for 10 minutes to warm up and left, but he fired it up and then he started like doing his outside <laughs> cleanup and, you know, sewer and water. And, and while we're, while we wake up early, we don't like our kids waking up that early. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we want them we to need sleep. like an hour to ourselves. Yeah. So same goes for at night, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just, and this is like, it doesn't necessarily mean maybe you're quiet doing all that, um, but then... You know, your kids are running around being loud or whatever. Whatever it is, just be quiet if you're getting into a campground early or at night. And the other thing is um, break-in camp or setting up camp. Like if you have a travel trailer and they have those jacks and people use their impact wrenches. Oh, yeah. To uh, lower and raise them. And they do it like, you know, like six jacks to do. This is why we're like um, checkout at checkout time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, what's checkout? 11? Okay. All right. We're out of here at 10.59 and 45 <laughs> yes. seconds. Yes. All right. Next. Obey the speed limit in the campground. Yeah. This is, I kind of am bad at this. I'm not going to lie. Because sometimes the camp, it's like five miles or three. And I feel like five. it's super, super. Four and three quarter. <laughs> so I'll go like six or seven. Um, And it's not, that's probably not that bad. I'm not going to lie. Some but don't go just, 10 yeah. or 15. Yeah. Um, you know, you have kids. Like, the k- roads in the campground are very small. I mean, people's campsites are, like, right there. So a kid just has to just barely get yeah. away from their parent, yeah. and you could hit them. And the, that would be a really bad weekend. Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing is when you have a lot of RVs parked, like, long ways, mm-hmm. again, you know, along the road, not, um, not next to their RVs or something. I've had several. You know, I usually keep it slow or whatever i just cruise but um man kids just pop out from behind these vehicles like in a second yeah or animals yeah dogs you've i mean you've had dogs run out you've had kids run out and to be honest some people will be walking their dog down the street on their extended leash and just let the dog go wherever even when you're or or we've had um 
kids ride their bikes right in front of our RV. Yep. And no one telling them to get out of the way. Yep. <laughs> Remember there was this one time there was that little kid, I mean, like five. I don't even think he had a parent. And his brother grabbed him. Yeah. And, like, pulled yep. him out of the way. Like, his brother was, like, six. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude. <laughs> We've also had a kid... Um, when we were driving our RV down the campground road, I don't know if we were coming in or leaving. Oh, yeah, pull out behind you, right? Well, he came from behind and rode right alongside us. Mm-hmm. Like, But you've crazy. also had him in the Jeep and stuff pull out right behind. Like, so be very careful. I mean, these kids are out riding, and they've obviously not learned how to handle it, some of them. So you need to be very careful because um, we've had a lot of kids, like, pull behind us as yeah. well in the RV. Like, easily couldn't have seen those people. So. Yeah. Okay, next. I don't even know what number we're on. What number we're on? We're on 10. Turn off any lights that may cause distractions to neighbors trying to sleep or stargaze. This is a hard one for me because I love my twinkle lights. Yep. Uh, and I like to leave them on as long as possible. But Tony is very good at shutting them off before bed. Yeah. Do you do it every time? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Other it, than like we have like the little like LED flame lights, you know, yeah. turn those off, but... Those aren't super bright. They're not like LED spotlights that are yeah. shining everywhere. We do have a spotlight that is um, we normally keep by our stairs or something, and that yeah. is motion. Motion detected. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it goes off on its own and comes on when somebody is too close to our RV. I'd say this probably applies more to, um, like, some of the newer rigs have, like, these super awesome, super bright LEDs that, like our underneath, yeah. the lights that we have underneath. But like there's some fifth wheels, they have them as like trim and they're mm. yellow. Sometimes, maybe you can even change the color on some of them. But they're and they super leave them on bright. all the time. Yeah, they yeah. leave them on all night. Or like the brake lights Which, on the fifth wheel. How, yeah. does that, how does that happen? I'm not sure. <laughs> if you have a fifth wheel, turn off your brake lights or whatever that is <laughs> yeah. back there. I don't know. Especially if you're in an area that is like the night sky spots. Yeah, like um, dark sky areas like Sedona and Cottonwood and all those. Number 11. Don't leave trash in your fire pit. Yeah. To us, it's not that big of a deal. We'll just burn it or whatever, but it's still disgusting. Don't there, I mean... But, and also, there's some places, some campgrounds will say, like, if you leave junk in your fire pit, they'll charge you for that. Yeah. And I don't want to... Like, if we haven't used the fire pit and we leave and just leave that stuff in there... Oh, yeah, true. I don't want to get stuck with you know yeah whatever, or 20 people bucks thinking or that we yeah. or people thinking even, that yeah, we even did just it. the next yeah. person coming in they're like whoa what's slobs yeah yeah don't i mean and this goes for boondocking as well um you know don't leave stuff in the trash can we actually were in the in the fire pit we were actually um out it was that place by the river where we couldn't camp but we went in there and it was really cool i don't know where it was now but by uh, leavenworth yeah, so there was a can. There was a nice fire pit built over there, and they had garbage in that yeah. fire pit. It's like, come on, like. A lot of times, it's not even like burnable stuff. It's plastic and stuff. Yeah, this was a whole bunch of like cigarette butts and stuff. Yeah, but still, like, just clean up after yourself. It's super easy. You know, if you're gonna put trash in there as you're like cleaning up, we've done this before boondocking, where we're like throwing away our breakfast plates or whatever. Tony will just start a fire yeah. in the morning, you know, before. But just obviously, if you're leaving that day, make sure that, that it's completely it. cut. Like he'll cover it with water um and spread it out and this is in michigan where there's no fire bans ever yeah but anyways just be safe um with that and don't put your trash in the thing that just makes yep. it even easier don't put your yep. trash in there <laughs> I, there's <laughs> unless I've you never... literally have a fire going yeah. and you're burning paper in your fire do whatever you want but um 
if there's no fire, don't put anything in it. Yeah. I've never met a single person in my whole life that doesn't have a collection of Walmart bags. Yeah. That you can't just throw, use one to throw stuff away. Like it's. Yes. Agree. You, and one thing, you have to get gas. They all have a trash can. Just use a Walmart bag, throw it away at the gas station. You know, to be safe, don't even leave your wood in there. Yeah. Stack your wood up next to your fire pit. <laughs> like you should literally leave nothing in your fire pit. That way you know for a fact that nothing is still burning in the fire pit mm-hmm. and you don't start any fires after you leave. You don't want to be in some paper about the reason why you burnt like some hundred thousand acres or something <laughs> yeah. on the West Coast. So don't be that person. Number 12, follow posted rules. Campground and boondocking. So... um. If, you know, they say don't park on the grass, yep. don't park on the grass. <laughs> like here, they actually have a rule that don't park next to your RV, park perpendicular to your rig alongside the road. Yeah, because there's not as much room. So yeah. same thing with boondocking. A lot of times when you're boondocking, there will be rules that are listed. You know, when you pull into the area, there will be like a list of rules there. Look them over. Who knows what's there? You know, mm-hmm. maybe there's a fire ban. Maybe there's a bear in the area. You know, maybe there's whatever. Maybe you're required to store grills or something like that in the bear box. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's a bear. We've stayed at a couple spots. There's a bear box and we've seen people with <laughs> their yeah. stuff out everywhere. You know, like don't. Plus, I don't want to be the reason that a grizzly bear finds this area and kills somebody. Yeah. Or ruins something. You know, I don't want him. I don't want him tearing his... our door open. Yeah, exactly. That either. So. Uh, follow the rules. They're there for a reason. And a big one with boondocking is boondocking locations are getting shut down all over. Yeah. They're already making it so that you're not able to just choose a spot. Like they're picking spots for you. They're making designated sites now. And so like the next step after that is it's gone. You don't get to do it at all. (laughs) So if if you want to have those spots available for you, follow the rules that are posted. All right. Number 13. Make sure your kids are not being insane. Yeah. You know, we've been in some areas that the kids are just like running around crazy pants, screaming and like being insane. <laughs> All day. All day. With like zero supervision. Yeah. Don't let your kids do that, please. It's super annoying. Um, you know, I, Our I mean, kids I've, can get out of hand sometimes, but uh, we reel them in. Like, oh, yeah, real quick. Like, you know, our kids have been playing at the playground, and I can hear screaming, and I'm like, is that our kids? <laughs> yeah, then we'll hit them up on the uh, walkie-talkie. and <laughs> I'll be like, are you screaming? <laughs> <laughs> you know the kid that's actually screaming can probably hear yeah. me. <laughs> Which is good. I want him to hear me because, obviously, their mom isn't <laughs> taking care of business. No. Um I don't care if your kids have fun. Obviously, this is camping. I want them to have fun. I want them to enjoy their life. That's why we do this because a fun, you know, having fun is super important. But just make sure that you're not like ruining everyone else's life. If you have (laughs) a, if you have a banshee, (laughs) or that's one thing, you know, that's. Or the kid that's just being super annoying, you know, like being mean to your kids, yeah. throwing balls, um, you know, like running into people's campsites, yep. um, all the things. Just keep your kids under control. Be a parent. You don't have to be a helicopter parent, but be a parent. <laughs> Another one we see all over the place in many different states. A lot of them require you to use local firewood. 
Yep. So just to make sure that you're following that rule and making sure that you're not causing any problems, just use local firewood. Number one, it's less stuff for you to carry around. Yeah, I hate transporting firewood. Like yeah. We're, where we are now, we're leaving tomorrow, and I have a wheelbarrow full of firewood that I have to take with us. Yeah, and we're only going, just mind you, because I just told you not to do this. <laughs> we're, like, staying in the same area. We're just going to a different spot, um, just, like, an hour away or an hour and a half away. So that's okay, obviously, because yeah. you're in the same area. I mean, I could buy wood an hour away and then take it somewhere that's fine yeah just don't go like from the west side of the state to the east side of the state or across state, state lines state, yeah because yeah, that's where you run into problems there's a lot of bugs and stuff that you can yep. bring to different areas that cause issues yeah a lot of invasive species out there that wreak havoc mm -hmm. and you know like i said it's just easier to not take it anyways like a lot of times tony be like i'm not taking that wood i'm yeah. leaving it um, if I've got a, like a half a bundle of firewood and I'm going somewhere, I know there's like a burn ban or it doesn't have a fire pit or whatever. I just leave it there for the yeah, next person. For the next person. I mean, there's been lots of times we've gone places that they've left firewood for us. So. Yeah. Number 15, be nice and friendly to your neighbors. Offer advice if they ask and don't be afraid to ask advice. Yeah. People love to talk. I do. <laughs> Not everyone does. And you'll know, like, you know, if you say hi to them, they'll be like, hi. And then just like walk yeah. away. Obviously that's not the person to talk to But if, yeah, if yeah. the person's like, Hey man, how's it going? Where are you going? Then obviously they're the ones to talk to. <laughs> yep. I've had both many encounters on both sides of that. Like you say, I'm usually the one to initiate it. I'll say, Hey, how's it going? Or whatever. Sometimes they're very receptive and we sit there and chat for 15, 20 minutes. Other times it's just, you know, a Hey or hi or whatever. And then we just go about our business, so. Yeah, and it, both ways are okay. Yeah. Like, like, it's not like it's going to upset their feelings, but at least you're being nice. And sometimes that person walks into their house like, oh, my gosh, this dude's super cool, blah, 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 and you just made their day. Yeah. Um, so be nice to people and give advice if there's some cool spots in the area because they're exploring the area that you are exploring as well, so. Yep. In our last podcast, thefailas.com slash 41, we actually, this is one of our tips to finding places and things to do in areas. Mm -hmm. So had to throw it in here too. Oh, if you're going to do this, two tips. Don't talk to people when they're coming in or when they're leaving. <laughs> yeah, like setting up or breaking down. Yeah, and then the second part is don't try to help them park <laughs> unless they ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> don't be that guy. Nobody wants your help. Okay, when yep. they're parking, they have their routine, they have the way they do it, um, unless they ask for it. You know, who knows? Maybe they actually like need help, and then they'll say, "Hey, you think you can spot yep. me or whatever?" In that case, definitely help. Yeah. But there's been lots of times Tony does his thing without me. He doesn't even want my help. It's so funny for me when I'm waiting in the jeep for you, and then some guy comes out and like helps you. It's like, dude, I'm sitting right here. If yeah. he needed help, I I would be helping him. Yeah. Like, do you just ignore them? Eh, I just usually let them know that I got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't be that person. Just let them park on them by themselves, unless they're literally running into you it, during it's those just times. One of the yeah, it's just a. It can be a major distraction for some people, like me. Mm -hmm. You know where I have a attention span, this you know like comparable to an ant, and uh, somebody if I'm setting something up, and somebody comes talk to me. That's where my attention and focus goes. Yeah. And then I, and when I'm done, I go inside or something, you know. So 
Yeah, and it, then you may not like put the. Yeah, they didn't put the, the end of there. the sewer into the hole. Oh God! No, it's like never that. happened to me. But that's a good example, you know. <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> yeah. So try not to talk to people when they're setting up or leaving, and don't try to help them park. But other yeah. than that, talk to your neighbors. Yeah. And be nice. Number sixteen. If you're using a common area, make sure to leave it cleaner than you found it. So showers, some boondocking spots we've been to have had bathrooms, which are Mm -hmm. like insane that they even offer that. So leave those spots cleaner than they were when you came in. You know, if there's paper towel on the counter, throw it away. (laughs) You know, clean up after yourself for sure. And then make it a little cleaner than when you found it. Yeah. And porta potties, like all of those, um... In the pit toilets and stuff. Oh my gosh, we've people been to, are we've, disgusting yeah, with those. Yeah, but then nobody we, likes to go into one that's like the walls are dripping. Yeah, <laughs> the walls are dripping. Gross. <laughs> I refuse to go into them. I actually, we got in one of our podcasts. I'm sure you've heard. We have a spare toilet <laughs> that we yeah. have in the back of our Jeep. And that's because I refuse to go into those bathrooms with my kids. <laughs> it's Well, it's mainly used for the kids, but in emergencies, we've all used it. Oh, yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> we have. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, but still, like, leave it cleaner than you came in. I'm not asking you to do anything gross, for Pete's sake. Yeah, don't Unless get Unless you your... did the gross thing, then, yeah. yes, be clean it up. But... And the biggest thing, like, what first thing that comes to mind is, especially when our girls were younger, and I'd be with them, and we'd have to go into the men's bathroom because um, I refused to go into public. Or if you weren't, if we were, if you weren't even around, or if oh, you weren't yeah. there or something, <laughs> man, it's rough going into a men's bathroom with two little kids that have to, you know. Sit. We don't do that anymore. They're way too yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, they but. do them themselves. But um, I would get so fired up going yeah. in there because of somebody who else who had been there and left a mess. Like, well, even now, like. I just went into a bathroom the other day with the girls. I don't know where it was, but this was the first time I've been into a bathroom with the girls in forever, which is so funny because if you're like, <laughs> you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that mom is so mean because I do not go in the bathrooms with girls because it's gross with kids. Um, but yeah, they did the same thing that they did like forever ago. They're touching the toilet and <laughs> oh God. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't like to do that. I do the toilet in the back. But anyways, this is way off track. The whole point of this one was leave the common areas cleaner than when you get them. So this, and this is showers and everything. A lot of campgrounds will have showers and bathrooms and pools, you know, the game area, (laughs) all of those things. We were at a pool just a couple days ago and it was covered in band-aids. Yeah, there was all around the outside, like the wet deck. There was, I think, how many do we count? Eight. Eight. Eight used band-aids. Who does that? Yeah, and I was not able to clean them up because we didn't have anything to pick them up, like paper towel or anything. Or I probably would have because it was so gross. I didn't want my kids stepping on them. Um, but I didn't have anything to use to clean them up, and I definitely wasn't using my bare hands for that. That's pushing it. Number seventeen, be courteous when smoking or vaping. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just gonna be honest. I hate smoking like a lot. But I know it's a free world, and I am a 100% free world person. So I get when you want to smoke and do your thing. But please, please, please um, be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Like, be mindful of when you're um, 
chain smoking outside of your RV, which way the wind's going. Yeah, is it blowing in my window? Probably. Yeah, when we first got here, our neighbor was a chain smoker, and he would just stand outside and <laughs> let it blow directly into our house. <laughs> and it was a night. It was it's super nice here. The weather is amazing. So yeah. we wanted to had our we, yeah, we had all the windows yeah. open and the screen door and all that. We had to close it because it was just. This goes for vaping too, and I really don't want to hear about how. Oh, it's just vape or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It stinks. And it's killing me. So go away. <laughs> no, just kidding on that part. I don't know if it is. But either way, I don't want to smell it. And just be respectful. Or I'll send my kids over there to be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Number 18, don't leave food or open drinks outside. You're yeah. attracting bugs and animals and bears. Bears. Clean your grills. Don't leave your open alcohol. We used to do that when we camped. Yeah. When we'd get drunk <laughs> before kids. <laughs> Those you were different your, times. Yeah. <laughs> I'd leave my fruity drink, alcoholic drink outside. You come back an hour later and it's full of bees. Yeah. So, But there, where we were camping, it was like Michigan and it, there weren't like bear problems and stuff like that, so... We weren't really scared of animals. No, but out west, that's definitely something to consider because, you know, I've seen plenty of uh, videos and heard stories about bears breaking into cars for smelly stuff like lotion and mm -hmm. even chapstick and gum and all that stuff. They'll literally break into your car or your RV for anything like that. So they when what happens is when you cause those problems, you end up either A, killing a bear <laughs> because... Yeah. They will have to kill this bear to stop it if it's a nuisance bear. B, you could kill somebody because the bear yeah. could literally kill somebody. Um, so don't leave your food outside. Bring it inside. Clean your grill. Put it away if, if that you're in an area that needs to do that. But yeah. even if you're not in an area that needs to do that, I mean, there's still raccoons. There's still squirrels. There's mice. still mice, gross things. Um, in the south, cockroaches. Cucarachas. <laughs> Clean up after yourself. Don't leave your food outside and smelly drinks. Yep. You can leave your vodka outside if it has a lid or, a, <laughs> you know, tied, whatever, the lid on. Screw on. Screw on. You know, I don't care about that, but don't leave, like, your open drinks outside. Number 19, control your fire. Yeah, especially out west. Mm -hmm. It's been so dry, and there's been a lot of fires. How does the phrase go? I don't know. Smoky bear fire. Oh, only you? Yeah. Only you can stop fires. Can prevent. <laughs> whatever can prevent. Can whatever can prevent. And it happens fires. all the time, like man-made wildfires. Just, uh, I was just reading something a couple of days ago on Isle Royal in Michigan. Oh, yeah. Super secluded. Uh, I think it was, I don't know, 10 or 20 acres. Yeah, that's what I think um, I saw. Caused by an illegal fire by a camper. Yeah, so not only can you get in serious trouble, yeah, especially out west, um, but you are you're ruining something, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of stuff. And it, you know, if you're a back, uh, you know, a backpacker or whatever, you obviously love nature. Yeah. So don't kill it with your fire. Keep it under control. And if you're boondocking um, and there's not a fire pit for you to use, um, if you have your own, like we have one that... Yeah, we have the BioLite. Yeah. 
So you can use that or the solo one, whatever. Solo stove, yeah. yeah They're like little self-contained fire pits. Yeah, you can use those. And if you don't have those, you can always make like a little ring with rocks or whatever. But just keep it in a contained area and then don't, you know. Don't don't burn pallets and then leave a pile of nails there. Don't burn a pallet anyways when you're boondocking. No, pallets are great firewood, but if you do, clean it up. I mean, if you cut it up, but don't like have like a huge... Yeah, like a five stack yeah. bonfire. <laughs> yeah, don't do that unless you're like eighteen and you know it's the weekend and you guys do it at the same spot every time. I don't care about that, but I'm just talking about in our public land. Yeah, no, where I've we're seen, trying to camp. Yeah. Don't yeah. be having huge fires. We've and... we've seen it time and time again where there's a big pile of you know ash and coals and there's all kinds of nails and screws in there because people be they're burning construction materials and that kind of stuff. Also, make sure your fire is out when yep. you are done so that it doesn't move on. I've multiple times seen fires Just still recently, smoldering. Yeah, we were in, um, where were we? Here. We oh, drove by right next door. On, well, even on ocean shores on the beach, there's there was like three or four smoldering fires and nobody around. They were gone. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there wasn't a lot of chance of something but happening. Still. But there was just a burn ban here. So, I mean, they are taking chances. And then we were in the Tetons a couple months ago. And we went up way up on Shadow Mountain. There was nobody around, and there was a smoldering fire at an empty campsite. Yeah. So be careful. Yeah. Control your fire. And the the nail one, I actually don't have that in here separately, so make sure that is a good one right there. Um, you know, if, you have na- if you're using firewood with nails in it, clean up after yourself. Yeah. Like, there has been lots of places that we've seen nails and other, like, metal. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you get out and, like, the boondocking spots in the west, in the deserty areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of that stuff, and that's bad. That's a flat tire waiting to happen, or a tetanus shot. Oh yuck! Yeah. Number twenty. If you're at a busy dump station, don't do the full clean out. <laughs> I've waited forty five minutes for somebody at a dump station because they maybe they were getting ready to winterize it, <laughs> or maybe they just had OCD. They had to get every single thing out. Yeah. Don't be that person. Yeah. So um, be respectful of the people that are in line behind you and try to be quick. Yep. Especially at a dump station. And by the way, number 21, don't be gross. Yeah. For your own safety. (laughs) Health. Yeah. Try not to like, maybe you could give some tips here, Tony, but try not to pour your sewer all over and, you know, for the person that's watching behind you with, like, the germs that are the germophobia that I have, please don't crawl around on your hands and knees because I literally will die. Just had that happen. Yes. Had a full, full-on conversation with somebody with, <laughs> while they were on their hands and knees, no gloves, adjusting their glasses, scratching their face. And he didn't say anything. Like, I would have told the well, guy, dude, you are sitting and playing in septic. And I've watched people pour their sh- <laughs> Yeah. Pe- you have to beat that out, too. I've watched people pour their sewer tank. Yeah. Not only are people careless uh, when, you know, moving around the dump station, other people are reckless with their poo. <laughs> Could you be a whatever? Anyways, yeah, don't be gross. Don't be the gross person for your own safety, number one, and for the person that's watching you. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Don't gross them out either. And don't be reckless because, like I said, um, it's 
not cool when somebody, I mean, like even Tony has to walk through that with his yeah. shoes. That's just disgusting. So clean up after yourself and try not to be gross. Number 22, this happened to us once. We watched somebody oh, do this. Oh, more than once. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't use the drinking water hose to rinse your sewer hose. I've seen people. It's actually a good thing when they separate it super yeah. far away. Um, and Tony's actually said, why do they always put it so far away? So you have to like move to a different spot and like you can't do both things at the same time. It'd but be nice. then we figured out why. Yeah. Like the, I think the national parks, like their, their campgrounds and dump stations are usually really good with this. They have it, you know, they have a good 50 to 75 feet of separation between drinking water and rinse water. But some of the free dump stations don't because yeah. it's like a little shack and they just put it all in one area. Yeah. We watched a guy, though, stick the drinking water hose in his septic. Yeah, right hose. down and rinse it around, and swirl it around and <laughs> talking about making me want to barf. And Let's just say we didn't get fresh water no. there. <laughs> yes. So don't do that. And number 23, I thought this was funny to put in because I'm always the one to say, I don't care. Go do it. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to use your honey wagon at sleeping hours. And yeah. by the way, I did. I have had Tony dump our, or use the honey wagon at off hours, but it wasn't sleeping hours. Yeah. It was like 6 p.m. We were actually at a campground that regulated that. Mm -hmm. um, and I never really thought about it before that until I read their rule about it. But it's loud. Yeah. You're taking Most of them are, yeah. you know, like the plastic wheels on the gravel and stuff. Super loud. I guess they just, you know, it makes sense to not make five or six trips back and forth <laughs> with yeah. your with your honey wagon. So. But I mean, six o'clock's not bad. No, so that was no. a little early, I think, for the cutoff. Um, however, in don't an emergency, do it sleeping time, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, Whatever. this was an emergency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is our RV campground and boondocking spots. All right, RV campground specific. Number one, don't be rude to the staff. Unless they're rude to you. <laughs> Still don't Just be kidding. Rude. Just be the bigger person. Yeah. <laughs> and you can run into some rude people now, but still, just try to be extra nice to the staff. I can only imagine the weekenders and the people mm -hmm. they have to deal with. So um, just be nice to the staff. That, that goes without an explanation. Number two, make sure your sewer and water hoses are in good working condition and connected properly. Don't leave the end unhooked. Yeah. No, we've been to several campgrounds where they require some sort of, a, you know, a seal mm -hmm. for the um, sewer connection. Yes. So follow the rules. Make sure they're not leaking or yeah, anything like seen, that. We've seen leaky sewers. and. Uh, number three, observe check-in and check-out times. We're kind of bad at this. I mean, it, we're typically right. We're never at check-in, though. Right, no. <laughs> You win some, you lose them. So um, observe check-in and check-out times. If, you know, you're supposed to be checked out, try to get around that time unless you get extra permission. I mean, um, there's been several times we've called down and said, you know, can we check out a half hour later, hour late or whatever. And usually they'll accommodate you. Yep. And checking in, same thing. You know, sometimes you get there a little early, whatever. Just call ahead and be nice about it. Number four. Don't dump your tank. When your neighbors are sitting outside, unless you absolutely have to. And then warn them. Yeah, yeah. If you have to dump your tanks, you have to dump your tanks. So yeah, you just usually say, yell, fire I'm... in the hole. 
don't. <laughs> no, we don't normally dump. Have to. I don't think we've ever had to dump our tanks when people are sitting outside. I mean, maybe a couple times, you know, but. You just have to tell them, like, I'm super sorry I got a dump or whatever. But, like, here, for example, we don't have anyone next to us, but the spots are very close. So if you needed to dump, actually, no, there is no sewer here, right? It doesn't, yeah, it's partial, but so you're if fine. there was, but yeah. still. But if there was, you would have to, um, you'd be dumping right next to people sitting outside or whatever. Yeah, if somebody's enjoying their dinner at their picnic table and your, um, <laughs> your, the sewer connection is, like, four feet away from that. Yeah. Which happens at campgrounds. like Lots. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of times. Um, just be just be respectful of that. If you have to do it, you have to do it. Just let them know. Yep. Maybe wave them over to you and talk to them at the end of the, <laughs> the toilet <laughs> or at the end of the RV or something. Um, okay. That's it for RV specifics. So now this is boondocking specific. Number one, get permission. Yeah. If you're staying at a walmart or cracker barrel or anything like that it's just good etiquette to go in or call also getting permission for some public land as well like we've had to do that before we had to get a permit actually we may have had to do it a couple times yeah where you have to get a permit to stay i mean it's free but you still have to get a permit we've had to do it in arizona once yeah barry goldwater yeah because that's like an active bombing range so (laughs) they must know who's there when they're gonna come and go and I think there's another one, too, but I don't remember where it is. So just make sure you know where you're boondocking, and if you have to ask permission, ask permission. Um, some places require you to put a permit out or Or paper. sign a waiver, yeah, something yeah. like that. So just pay attention to the permission you need to get. Number two. Use the existing roads and the existing campsites, if possible. We have been at campsites before, awesome spots, right by the river or whatever, and there's like six campfires. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> you can you can really use one. Yeah. Um if you know, if it's not right outside your tent door, move your tent. Yeah. You should have looked <laughs> before yeah, you be put your like, tent there. Yeah. Several burn scars from you know, there's clearly a fire pit made with rocks or even a, like a um a metal fire ring or something and then somebody had a fire <laughs> yeah. ten feet at far away from it. So uh use existing roads as well. Um, you know, if there's a road there, use that. Don't Try not to go off-road. Yeah, leave no trace, right? Exactly. Number three. Tony, I think this is best done by Mm. you. I didn't document it, which I should have, just to publicly shame this person. Don't leave toilet paper or trash around your site. Use toilet paper. Yeah, especially. And all the things that come with it. (laughs) Clean up after uh, after yourself. Clean up. After yourself. We've said this a hundred times during this podcast. <laughs> and there's a reason for it because yeah. we've been to so many dispersed camping. And, Amazing spots. Yeah. And your white toilet paper is blowing in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> kind of white. White and brown. <laughs> and just all kinds of stuff. You know, even even on a lot of BLM lands where um, you can target shoot and, you know. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. If you take something to shoot at and you shred it. Try to pick it up yeah, or as much as you can. But we've been to places, you know, there was some, there's TVs and (laughs) car doors. And (laughs) if you bring it out there, take it back with you. Yep. Agree. And if you don't have any place to throw it away when you're done, don't take it. Yeah. But yeah, we've been to a lot of sites that have just been trashed. And that's a good reason for them to close it. And I can't say I blame them. Even though it sucks for RVers that all these places are getting closed down because of, you know, just a few. 
kind of deserve it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number four, dispose of your gray and black water at dump stations only. Yeah. Now, some places do allow you to dump your gray tank yeah. out in areas. Um, but if you are a gross person and yeah. have a lot of gross stuff in your gray tank, just be aware yeah. of that and don't do it. If you just if you strain your grease in your gray tank in your sink <laughs> and it goes into your gray tank, don't dump it out because that's sometimes more foul smelling than the black tank. Yeah, our gray tank can be really bad, even though sometimes, we're not really that gross. Yeah. It can be, um, you know. But if it's just like you know, rinse water, shower or whatever, water, dishes, yeah, then that's a totally different story. And sometimes Tony will use a you know, a bucket in the sink while he's doing dishes and mm-hmm. he'll take that out and rinse it. Or we'll use a, um, we have like a little blue bathtub that we use um, in the shower and we can stand in it and take showers and then we take that out and dump yeah. it because that's just rinse water. Um, yep. So those those situations are totally okay with dumping in certain areas. Um, but if, if you can, don't dump your gray tank. Yeah. Even when they say you can. Number five, another big one. Follow the stay limits. Don't overstay. Yeah. We've seen some places like, you know, on uh, federal land and state forest, national forest. They've been They've there for months. They've clearly been there more than the whatever, <laughs> 14 or 16 days. Or in some cases, six days. Yeah. A tree doesn't grow up through the your trailer hitch in 14 days. <laughs> Truth. Truth. Yeah. Yeah, so don't overstay. Um, we're just trying to make it, like, if everyone followed these rules and if everyone was just a little bit nicer and took care of themselves, we could keep these lands forever and have yeah. no issues. So um, just be on the right side. Number six, run generators only when allowed. And yeah. if there are no rules, try not to do it at night or in the morning. Or, or 24-7. <laughs> Exactly. Um, we are a little spoiled because we have solar and batteries that are yeah. really good. Um, so we don't have to use our batteries. But there was a few times, or uh, our generator a lot. But there were a few times when we were in the Teton National Forest that it was like cloudy and rainy all day and didn't, we didn't get a lot of sun. And then we got home kind of late. I mean, yeah. there was a couple times it was dark and nobody was outside. So I did feel bad running our generator. Yeah, because you, know, you know, nearby there's tent campers mm-hmm. and there's, you know, Fairly close neighbors, but everybody's inside. You know they're probably resting or just enjoying their evening. You kind of feel guilty running it. Obviously, it's a necessity. You gotta charge up your battery. Sometimes I don't. I won't run it to charge fully. Yeah, we. I'll just get enough. Yeah. Um, but we've also had neighbors that were not equipped to be boondocking for fourteen days, and they just ran their construction generator for twenty four seven. That's the other thing, too. Our generator is inside our RV, and it's not very loud. Yeah, it's quiet. It's like an onboard generator. Yeah. And I don't think it's very loud at all. Sometimes yeah. I don't even know it's going, to be honest. Um, yeah. I'm like, oh, our generator is going? <laughs> Whoops. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, sometimes I don't even know it's going. So it's not too loud, and it wasn't, like, that late. I think it was, like, 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Yeah, it was 9. But, but nobody was outside, so they were obviously. also, yeah, in June, and it's light until 1030, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. So just try not to run it um, when you're going to be disrupting other people. And sometimes there's actual rules that yep. you can't run generators during certain times. Yeah, like you get into um, some of the um, state forest campgrounds or um, national park campgrounds that don't have any hookups. You have to 
you, they have quiet times. So you can only run it from, you know, sometime in the morning till nine at night or something. Number seven, if you're in a parking lot, don't roll out the welcome mat. <laughs> it's not a campsite. No. Um, we have to put a slide out sometimes too. We have to put our wardrobe out and our bed, which is kind of a bummer. We try to park in an area that has no issues with that though. Like, Yeah, we're not going to be impeding traffic or anything like that or you know, if we're t- usually if we have the if it's an overnight one night at like a Walmart, we have the Jeep hooked up and we'll park the Jeep. on. We do side. take yeah. up, you know, 12 to probably maybe 15 spots because we're 50, 60 feet long at that point. We don't do it, you know, up by the doors. Yeah. You and know, sometimes we, we'll unhook. Yeah. And park. next. We have like a, yeah. a cracker barrel. Yeah. Their sites are long enough for our RV, but not with our Jeep hooked up. So we have to unhook and park that. Even at Walmart, I think we've done it a few yeah. times. Where Yeah, um, we have. We yeah. have. So sometimes it's just, you just got to make do. Um, don't put out your grill and all of the things. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't even put chairs out, to be honest. No. Um, if you don't have to put your jacks down, don't put your jacks down. We kind of do. But yeah. Um, but if it was hot on cement, I, we probably wouldn't either, just because we don't want to ruin the parking lot yeah, <laughs> or anything. Yeah, potholes in their driveway. Yep. So just... Um, yeah, just park away from traffic. Don't put your awning out. Yeah. You know, you're not there on vacation. It's just supposed to be a temporary overnight. And also, the, some of these places are putting the stop to overnight parking. Number eight, if you're going to stay at truck stops, don't take the last space. And I don't know if this is, like, real or not, but I feel like this is something that should be real. Truckers have to stop. Like, they, I think they have to stop. Yeah, I think they're, they're only required by law to, like, be under have, certain hours. Yeah, they have on-the-road hours, and then they have rest hours. Um, and so, and we need these truckers. Yeah. <laughs> so do not take the last truck spot. Or, like, you know, if there's if it's a busy rest area um, and there's a lot of truckers there, Maybe there's two spots left. Maybe go somewhere else or try something else. Yeah. You know, if you possibly can make it to a different spot, do that just because these truckers literally have to stop when yeah. their time runs up. <laughs> so they may not be able to go to the next rest area. I'm really not a fan of overnighting at a truck stop. Anyways, we have. I like at, truck, stop, truck stops and rest stops. I feel super safe. I don't know Rest why. area is not, I, I don't care. This A lot of rest areas have an RV specific side. Yeah. Um, you know, you, it's a mix. Oh, you're talking about like an actual a like, truck trust. stop, like a yeah. TA or a yeah. loves. If we stay at those, we try to do the RV spots. There's sometimes there's RV sometimes spots they there. have them. But yeah. if even even if they don't, we're off, you know, try to be as far out of the way from truckers as possible. Mm-hmm. Plus they're noisy and stuff like a lot of them will idle. And yeah, I, don't, I don't, the noise doesn't bother me. I think I feel extra safe with the truckers too, except for they're really gross, but <laughs> I just learned what that is. Yeah. But, that's not tea in that bottle. Yeah. I just learned that. Like I was this many years old when I <laughs> found that out and I'm totally grossed out. Truckers are gross, but, uh, <laughs> but other than that, I feel super safe at them, but don't take the last spot. And if it's a busy, tr- like those truck stops too, we don't normally ever stay at those busy truck stops. Yeah, the only truck stops we've ever really stayed at were like... Half empty. Yeah, exactly. At night even. Mm-hmm. Mostly because it's really hard. I mean, those guys fit into like the tightest spots. Yep. Yeah, plus uh, <laughs> I don't want any damage from, uh, you know... I don't know how they do it. Having my slide out and getting backed into or something because yeah. they just don't expect that. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Try not to block other campers' view. 
You know, if you there's like a big mountain or water or something, and yeah, obviously there's, de- you know, if there's dedicated campsites or like fit fire pits or whatever, you definitely go towards those. But if there's this like great view and there's all these people that are like camping out a little ways and then you ride up in between them and camp, yeah. um, you're kind of going to be talked about. Yeah. <laughs> Just be respectful of what other people are seeing out their window as well. Yeah. Maybe instead of going right there, you could be, you know, next to them a little ways instead. Yep. Not right next to them, but <laughs> kind of next to them. Uh, number 10, make a purchase. Yep. If you're staying at a Walmart or a store or a Harvest Host or any of those kind of spots, um, buy something. Yep. Thank them for allowing that, allowing you to stay there. By purchasing something at their spot. Super yep. simple. And the last one, number 11, be nice to all people. <laughs> treat people like you want to be treated. Yeah, treat people like you want to be treated and treat your area like you want to be treated. And every single tip on this list can be avoided Yeah, <laughs> if you're just respectful to people. We do have a reel on Instagram of um, camp- bad campground etiquette. Oh, we didn't even tell. We didn't even say that one. We need to bonus, bonus one. Don't put your sewer hose on the picnic table <laughs> or anywhere else. Take it from the sewer connection and put it directly into your rig. Yeah, don't carry it around either. Don't carry, don't put it around your neck like a <laughs> fur shawl or something. Oh, we've seen. Don't put so it on your camping chair. The picnic table story. Tony actually told the guy, said something to him, and he laughed at you, didn't he? Yeah. I, I, he said, because I was looking over there and with probably with a, yeah, with a shock on my face. And he said, hi. And I said, how you doing? And I pointed and I said, that's exactly why I have a tablecloth for my picnic table. And then he laughed about it. <laughs> and then I said not funny it's gross (laughs) and then i recorded him and put him on instagram that was mean that's gross it is gross and he was think about the next family that comes there with no picnic table or or no tablecloth they come down they eat their turkey sandwich and their chips and their kids spill something on the table and then they eat it yeah i see that all the time i see every single day (laughs) <laughs> at campgrounds, I see people sitting at the table, and it's disgusting. I get gross. That's why we have a couple tablecloths that we take with us. Yes, it's gross. All right, I think that's a wrap. We're going to do a can't miss. In this segment, we tell you about something you can't miss. We know when you're traveling, you can't see and do everything. So we wanted to share some of those things that you just can't miss if you are in the area. All right. What can't we miss? Salmon River. Yes. It's actually not Salmon River. I mean, the Salmon River is cool, but what is that spot? Um, Well, it doesn't really have a name, although it is right by a place called um, Cooper's Ferry. So if you Google Cooper's Ferry, you can find the spot. It's a valley? No. Yeah. Yeah, it's a valley, so you go down a mountain. And one <laughs> a lot more. of switchbacks. So I'll, I'll give you an idea of... Yeah, the, explain how to get there. 
So we were staying in Cottonwood, Idaho. And this place, it's part of a recreation area. Right near there is called, I think it's called the Pine Bar Campground or something like that, or recreation area. So it's south of Cottonwood, Idaho. I think maybe about about ten or fifteen miles. We'll pin it in the show notes. Yeah, too. we can. I I've got a pin saved for it. Um, but it's but, super easy to drive. It's paved all the way there, except for the very last part where you have to drive through sand. You don't even have to drive well, through the sand. On, you though. can park. Yeah, hold on though. So you actually go down a whole bunch of switchbacks. All that's paved. There's two campgrounds, or there's actually one campground mm-hmm. that you can pay to stay at. Yep. Small you, rigs. Even though it's just, um, it's primitive. Yes, yes, it's primitive. You put the money in the can thing. Um, And it's small rigs, vans, stuff like that. Um, And then if you go down a little bit farther, there's actually boondocking where you can boondock for free. Yeah, there's BLM land right there. Um, And then you go across the bridge and then down a little ways, and that's where the secret spot is. Yep. Which will pin the secret spot so you can see it. It's not really secret, but it's not very well used. Yeah, no. It it was a nice, clean area. It wasn't very well used, but what's perfect about it is the Salmon River is kind of moving fast down. You know, it's a moving river. It's swift. It's huge. But this area is like a little... Cove. Yeah, where the water comes over and is not swift or anything. So our kids were able to play and the dogs played. Yeah, it was shallow. Yep. And dad floated down the river. Yeah, yep. but he had to like swim out to the the swift part, yeah. and then he sw- he swam down and like floated down a little ways, and then came back. So it wasn't like you could float away. Actually, if you put something in the area we were swimming, it wouldn't even go no, down. Kind of swirls. Yeah, it just stays right there. But uh, the girls had their Barbies out playing. Wait, did Mermaid I have Barbies. my life jacket? No, it's shallow. So why do we love this place so much? It was very beautiful, and it was, like, the best spot It was secluded. There wasn't anybody around. You will have no signal. Yeah, there's zero signal. So we got there, and then I had to leave. Because we didn't bring sunblock, and it was a super sunny day. Yeah. And I didn't want Tony to go because I didn't want, like, an emergency to happen when he was gone, and I have no signal. So I had to leave to go get it, which I'm horrible with direction. So that was scary in itself. I had to, like, tag us. Uh, but also, Dexter, um, he hated the water. Yep. Um, he hated lakes, and he hated oceans. Um, but he had so much fun at this spot. So it, it holds a special place in our heart yeah, because it's probably was, one of the only places he loved. Yeah, he swam, <laughs> like, for hours. Yeah. And we have some pictures of it, too, and so I think we have some videos of it. Yeah, we do. Yep. That was a great spot. We had a lot of good memories there, and it's definitely a place we want to go back to. Mm-hmm. For sure. And next time we go, we don't even have to stay at the campground. We can actually boondock there. Maybe. Maybe. To get to the boondock spot, you have to go around this kind of scary spot. You have to go around that mountain, and it's very cliffy. Well, it's a <laughs> narrow road, but it's paved. Yep. So it's, that's not scary, but it is scary. <laughs> it's like I think the cliff. biggest thing, reason why we didn't, when we left the campground, we talked about going there for the weekend. That we didn't have to worry about signal for work and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, but the drive down, it's paved, but it's steep. Yeah, it is steep too. So it's it's not it's maybe a couple miles of the steep, but I think there's one or two switchbacks as well. 
Do you think you could do it? In the I, RV? Yeah, I have no problem doing that. Because I'm more nervous about the cliff. <laughs> I will definitely be driving separate. Yeah. In that situation. But, but anyways, it's really cool. We'll pin it. It's definitely a can't miss. Mm-hmm. We highly recommend it. Yeah, that's a that's a place that I think about often. Oh yes, me too. I have photos on my phone that I frequently end up on my uh, wallpaper. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll share some notes. We'll share the GPS coordinates. We'll have to take Freya there, see how she thinks about what she thinks yep. about. Oh, it. she loves water. <laughs> well, the first place she didn't really get in because she was scared. I don't know. I don't think she was scared. I think we just didn't let her, probably. No, I was like, come on, Freya. And she wasn't going. Hmm. Oh. Either way, that's our can't miss. And that is a wrap for the podcast. Bye. 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 See you next week. I'm going to get some water real quick. Oh, I need my water, too. Can you give me my water, too? Never bar- ball it. Take that with you. And that. <laughs> and they, she doesn't say excuse me. Rude kid. Yeah. she. That's the one Kylie was talking about. <laughs> Her <laughs> sister. Yeah. Okay, so I've made this list in three. Shh. I can't stand kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like them. Can you hear me now? No. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. No. Call and ask. Hey. Kylie, get a Freya. Get the Freya. <laughs> if you're in a parking lot. <laughs> but eventually we can get around that probably, hopefully. Take that part out.